Hey, welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Beth in my closet in North Carolina. This is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. How's it going? Uh, good. How's it going with you? Oh, just fine. You know, we're making our way to Christmas. Still. Making our way. <laughs> I know. Everything is super jolly. We heard Bing Crosby on the radio this morning and I thought of you. Oh, that was a Patreon, I bet, right? I don't even know. We talked about that. (laughs) All-time favorite. Speaking of Patreons, we have two new Patreons, actually. Oh, right. Uh, Tammy, right? Tammy S. and Meredith Mm. R. Yay, thanks, Tammy and Meredith. Yeah, thank you so much. Welcome in. Um, And right in time for Christmas, they gave themselves a little $3 Christmas gift, which I love. Yes, yes. Very exciting. I love Christmas. Are you did you ask for a present this year for Christmas? Um, I did ask for new running shoes because I trained for that half and ran so dang much that I wore mine out that I got last mm-hmm. year, I think. Um, so I did ask for new running shoes and then I also asked for a new watch. But oh. Is it Apple Watch or not? Or well, I not? said I didn't want Apple again. So oh. Um, I don't know if I'm getting anything, but if not, I'll just have to figure it out after. But well, if he he'll text me. (laughs) (laughs) That's been known to happen. You're gonna laugh out loud when I tell you what I asked for. I may have already told you actually. I asked for new pots and pans. True story. Because I don't know how this happened, but like, you know how you have your, like you get sets of pots and pans and then there's like always one that's your favorite Mm -hmm. and then the other ones wear out, but you're like, but I want to keep this one because it's my favorite. So that's Mm -hmm. happened to me several times over the last 20 years or whatever. Mm -hmm. So now I just have like six that are just from all different sets and none of them match. And they're so hodgepodgey. And I'm like, I'm sick of these pans now. And some of them I have to like screw the handle back on because it'll loosen, but it's my favorite one. (laughs) It's just my favorite like skillet ever. And anyway, so the last time I went to go screw it on, I was like, wait, hold on. Let me get my screwdriver out. Wes was like, honey, you need some new cookware. I was like, fine, you can get it for me for Christmas. So I asked for that. This next one's even funnier. I asked for all new Tupperware because I want to replace my Tupperware with glass ones. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is the most boring I, Christmas present ever. <laughs> and then I was like, and if anybody else wants me to get to get me anything, I would like a new area rug for the living room. <laughs> Not, I will tell you this right, right now. This is my one rule. Do not buy me something that the family benefits from. I oh, want something good rule. for me. Like, if you're going to buy me a present, buy me a present for me. Because okay. it's fun. Well, I broke your rule all over the place this Christmas. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I'll implement, <laughs> I'll implement your rule next time and buy my own dang pots. I'm just figuring like I'm like if you need pots if you need something for the house then we just need to like budget for it to be something that we buy because like don't give me a vacuum for Christmas don't don't freaking do it I would be mad about a vacuum for sure (laughs) unless it's one of the robot vacuums that does it for me yeah um 
since we're on the topic of Christmas, real quick, and presents, can I can I tell the story? What story? Uh, of me giving Wes an idea. Oh yeah, that was funny. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so I am, you know, talking. Actually, I found out from a friend of mine about that stuff, and I was like, "What?" Because we were talking about advent calendars. And a friend of mine said that Uncommon James has an advent calendar. And I was like, what? Are you serious? That's crazy. And she's like, yeah. So Uncommon and- James, if you don't know, is one of my favorite jewelry stores. And it's in Nashville. And so every time I go to Nashville, I go and get go get something from there. And occasionally Wes will order me things from there. It's not like super fancy jewelry. It's nice jewelry, but it's no. like – yeah, it's cool because you got me into it. I like to buy stuff from there now. Like, I mean, I don't like look on their website or anything, but when we're in Nashville, I'm like, I'll go and check it out because I have found mm-hmm. a couple things in there. Um, but anyways, what's her name? Kristen Cavallari? Or- yeah, Kristen Cavallari. Yeah. Oh, I never remember stuff like that. So I don't know how Lagoon I remember. Laguna Beach. <laughs> um, anyway, so she told me that. And so I went online and I started looking and saw it and I was like, and I can't remember how much it was. I think it was like oh, it was $500, like $2. but then it was down to like, there was a huge couple hundred dollars okay. discount on it. But It was it like said, 300 still. Yes. So I like share the website with Wes, her husband. And I'm like, and that's all I said. I was like, here, just so you know, they have an uh, advent calendar. Well, no, I think he showed me the text and it was like, idea for Christmas, question mark, or something like that. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm going to pull it up because it was a funny conversation here. This Okay. So I send it and I go, advent calendar from Uncommon James, question mark. That's all I wrote. Okay. And he writes back, if it says Uncommon James, you're in the right place. That's a big gift. She'd be happy if you picked one or two pieces you think she'd like. (laughs) And I think I laughed for several minutes and was like, dummy, you dummy, I'm just giving you an idea. Said he died laughing. He was like, I am so stupid. He was like, dang, Christy loves her a lot. <laughs> oh, okay. Hint taken. That's what I was thinking. But I thought you were trying to show me up. <laughs> Oh, you didn't tell me that part. That's funny. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, you're so funny. And I had to like, Emery, look at this. Look at this. <laughs> yeah. He showed me later. And gosh, I was like teehee and laughing. I was like, you're so silly. He was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, so did you get it for me? <laughs> you know, he said that you like, you kind of get picky about it. So he's like, it doesn't show me what's in the box. Well, that's true. Yeah. And so I was like, but still, it's still, I didn't say that after that, but I was yeah. like, I was thinking like, I don't know, even if I was picky, I'd be like, well, it's still probably kind of cool. Have fun with it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Nope. I don't know. I highly doubt that's coming. <laughs> well, it would already be here, right? Because it's Advent. Probably. It would have to open up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great I mean, idea. I sent anyway, it to him though. very late, so it was like not enough time for it to be an Advent oh. So I think in my head too, I was thinking like, well, for future years, you know that they mm-hmm. have one. But then I was like, that yes. is dang expensive. So it better be some yeah. good stuff in there. <laughs> Her stuff is nice though. I mean, I like it. It's just very my style. Like mm-hmm. my earrings, you guys can't see me, but they're all from there right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm into the huggies and all that stuff. Anyway. Um, okay. Speaking of Christmas next week. Yes. 
We will not be releasing an episode on Christmas Day. That's a Monday. So we just wanted to remind you. We've said it several times, but just wanted mm-hmm. to remind you. Yes. I think that's all we have. Okay. Are you sure? Because you said you had something to tell me. Oh, oh my gosh. I did want to tell you. Um, Natalia Grace. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Christy covered this on the Patreon. I don't remember when, but it was this year. Um, Natalia Grace is a little person who was adopted and then people some people believe that she is not really a little person that she was actually an adult and anyway there's this whole abandonment thing lawsuit going on and so they released a like six-part documentary mm-hmm. but it was from dad's perspective did hers come out so it comes out new year's day okay. her, they're doing now an interview with her because everyone has been like well what does she say about it like mm-hmm. what is her point of view and what's her um interpretation of what really happened and how her parents were and stuff like that and because they spin her in a really bad light Mm -hmm. that she was like abusive and like crazy and yeah basically Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. and so everyone's just been wanting to hear her perspective and we've all been waiting and it comes out on new year's day at like nine o'clock at night (sighs) so be on the lookout for that because that's coming and it's not a documentary it's just an interview right Right. right. Okay. So, but that'll be very interesting. And it would be really great if you are not a Patreon member to go back now and listen to that episode. Christy does a really good job of like condensing and covering it. Um, if you don't have time to watch the six part documentary, we both did. And so that's a good episode to w- listen to before her interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. In my opinion. So, right. yes, that's what I wanted to tell you. Okay. Well, alrighty then. And that is all. Okay. And we hope everyone has a very Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. What are the other ones? Well, I don't know. They're all on my calendar. I know. (laughs) Anyway, happy all the things. And yeah. So if we're ready, uh, I have a case. Alrighty. Here we go then. All right. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX is The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Okay. This is a listener suggestion from Lizzie. Okay. Hey, Lizzie. Lizzie wrote us on Instagram because she has a personal connection to this case and she wanted us to cover it. Oh, all right. For today's case, we are heading back to our favorite murdery state, Florida. Oh, I was going to say Vermont. <laughs> no, I don't like any of those Vermont cases. I mean, no. they're just, it's just so sad. This one's sad, too. Um, But we are going to be hanging out in Orlando. Ooh. The home of Disney. Yes. Um, This is the case of Mia Marcano. Or Marcano. I think it's Marcano. Mia Emin Mailing Marcano was born on April 26, 2002 in Pembroke Pines, Florida. Mm Mm-hmm. So that is in southern Florida, outside of Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. Mia's parents are Marlon and I think it's Emma. 
I think is how you say it. It's spelled Y-M-A. But if I'm wrong about that, I apologize. Okay. Mia had an older brother named Marlon Jr. During her childhood, her family lived in some very beautiful places. They lived for a time in the U.S. Virgin Islands and the British Virgin Islands before landing in southern Florida during the end of Mia's life. Mia is described by her family as being vibrant, and she is described as being a Jane of all trades. Ah, So she was very good at a lot of things. She did modeling, pageantry, cheerleading, dance, horseback riding. She was very beautiful, very smart. Mia's family and friends have said that she took joy in entertaining a crowd with her facial expressions, body language, and magnetic energy would pull people in with ease. Hmm, wow. Which I think is a very lovely thing to say about someone. It is. And it's also a very – a much more – descriptive way than just saying she lit up a room. <laughs> no kidding. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Mia had a very beautiful smile and she had gray green eyes, hmm. which were quite striking. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. Mia graduated from Charles W. Flanagan High School in 2020 in the midst of COVID-19. Man, what a time. I know. No kidding. It would be awful to be a senior during that time. I know I felt so bad for the seniors and the kids who started kindergarten, but seniors specifically because they didn't get to do anything. They didn't get their prom. They didn't get like a graduation, an actual graduation. It's all the weird stuff. Mm -hmm. I had a kindergartner, by the way. Yeah, same. (laughs) All right. After high school graduation, she chose to pursue an education in sports medicine. She originally went to the University of Central Florida, but then transferred to Valencia College. And both of those are in Orlando. Mm Mm-hmm. While attending college, Mia lived in an off-campus apartment complex called Arden Villa, and she also worked as a receptionist in the leasing office of her apartment complex. So she lived and worked there. On Friday, September 24th of 2021, 19-year-old Mia was going about her normal college life routine. She had to work that afternoon in the leasing office and got off at 5 o'clock. That evening, Mia was getting on a plane to fly down to Fort Lauderdale to visit her family for the weekend. However, when her family went to pick her up from the airport, Mia never showed up. Oh, no. So they discovered that Mia had never gotten on the plane. Mm. Her family tried to reach her for several hours but weren't able to get a hold of her. So Mia's father and some other family members got in the car and drove the like three and a half hour drive to Orlando to Mia's apartment. They arrived around 3.30 in the morning and let themselves in and immediately noticed some things that concerned them. There were signs of a struggle in both the living room and bedroom. A necklace that Mia wore was found to be broken in her bedroom, and there was a box cutter found that seemed very out of place. Oh, no. I also read in in one article that there was furniture pushed up against the door. Okay. Mia's father had installed a safety device in her bedroom window, like a bar in her Mm -hmm. bedroom window, when she had moved in, and that was removed from the window. Oh. Can I ask a question? I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. When you said that one of the articles said there was furniture up against the door, like the door to get into the apartment, or like... I think so. Oh. 
So, but I think it was the family that was saying that because by the time the police got there, obviously that furniture would have been moved because they had to go in. Right. Yeah. Okay. But things were out of place for sure. Right. Mm -hmm. At 3.52 a.m., Mia's father called the police and reported her missing. An investigator did come out, but didn't really treat the apartment as a crime scene. Even though the family insisted that things were like amiss, the police basically cleared them out and told them to let them know if they heard from her. Mm. So basically her case was treated as a normal missing persons case. I'm sure she'll turn up. There was no priority whatsoever, Mm -hmm. right? She's a 19-year-old college kid. Call us when she shows. Mia's family immediately began searching for her. On September 26th, so this is now two days since Mia had gone missing, police learned through family that Mia had had some issues with a guy that she worked with at the apartment complex. Uh-oh. So this guy's name was Armando Cab- Caballero. Is it, what, uh, I would say Armando. Armando. Well, <laughs> Oh, yeah, maybe it's Armando. It's spelled that way. Okay, so Armando Caballero. He was a maintenance worker at the complex. So Armando was known to have a romantic interest in Mia, but she was not interested in him. However, he was, it was really well known between her coworkers and friends and even some of her family that he was pretty aggressive in his advances towards Mia. He was always trying to hang around her, telling her how he felt about her, would like, always just be around when she Mm -hmm. was working he would send her money frequently on the cash app like large amounts of money hundreds of dollars and she would always just send it back to him but like what would would that be like why would you just send somebody because he liked her and he wanted her to like him and like it's a very weird thing to do yeah In the months before Mia's disappearance, Armando had used the maintenance master key fob to go into her apartment without permission. So I don't know legally whatever happened with that, but he should have been fired. Well, yeah, because you shouldn't be going in unless there's a need and then you have permission from that person, even though you have a master key fob. Mm -hmm. You get to abuse it. A hundred percent. Right. And so I don't. I don't even know what to say about that. Right. But it's aggressive. Mm -hmm. So police realized that they had actually spoken with Armando already. At around 4 a.m., the morning that Mia was reported missing, Armando had been in the parking lot of her apartment. And he actually stepped out of his car and spoke with the police and asked them why they were searching her apartment. Like he was like, I'm a friend of hers and I'm a co-worker of Mia's. What's Mm. going on here? So police took his name down and said, if you hear from her or if you hear anything about her, please call us and let us know. And he said that he had last seen her the day that she had gone missing around three while she was working in the leasing office. Okay. So they already had his name in their file. So now I should have asked this before, but how did they know that he gotten gone in with his master key fob? Like, is there like. I guess they caught him. I was also wondering if there was like a master like. You know, like you could print a report out on like using the key. Keep a hold of that thought, actually, because that is going to come back later for sure. (laughs) Okay. So police are now like, all right, we know we've got this guy who's like kind of obsessed with her Mm -hmm. and was doing inappropriate things. And he was hanging around her apartment at four o'clock in the morning asking questions for no reason. So they're looking for Armando. 
So he lived in a nearby town just a few minutes away, but no one seemed to know where he was when they went to search for him. So they couldn't, they couldn't find him. The following day on September 27th, police got a 911 call. The call came in from a neighboring county and stated that a young man had been found hanging from garage door railings by a red rope. That man was identified as Armando. What? So this garage was used by an apartment complex, not the apartment complex he lived in, but just Mm -hmm. an apartment complex to store paint. Some painters had come that day and went to go get in the garage, which was usually left unlocked for them. But on this day, it was locked. So they actually had to drill the door thing to get access to the garage. And when they did, they found Armando hanging in there and what was ruled a suicide. Mm -hmm. So police were now looking into Armando as their prime suspect in the disappearance of Mia. And they actually began treating her case seriously. So they thought now she was in danger. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Three days later, they obtained all of the electronic data that they could. And then they also searched Armando's belongings and found like traces of blood and hair on some of them that was later confirmed to have been Mia's. Mm. Because the apartment complex that Mia lived in used electronic key fobs, digital records could be obtained about that activity. They also obtained Armando's cell phone records and pings and any surveillance footage that they could like in and around her apartment complex, Mm -hmm. which there wasn't much, sadly. After piecing all this information together, police were able to put together a pretty detailed timeline of Mia and Armando's last known movements. So I'm going to tell you what they found. On September 24th, they knew that Mia worked until 5 because she was confirmed by her coworkers to have been there and she left at 5 o'clock. And then they know that she didn't get on her plane later. So whatever happened, happened in that window. However, at 4.34 p.m., the maintenance master key fob was used to enter her apartment. Mm. Mia's fob then was used to enter her apartment at 5.06 p.m., which would have been as she was getting off work and going back to her place. Mm -hmm. At 5.52 p.m., Armando was seen leaving the complex. Hmm. Okay. So then based on his cell phone pings, they were able to determine that he went home, which was about 15 minutes away and stayed for less than 30 minutes. He then went back to Mia's complex around 7 p.m. And he was seen leaving again at 7.38 p.m. But not then going ar- in her place. Well, there's no surveillance of going into the any apartments. Well, I don't like, know if this he used is all his like key fob again or if oh, he used hers or whatever. I don't know the answer okay. to that. He probably left it unlocked, would be my guess. Mm. He then arrived in a wooded area 18 miles west of Mia's apartment at around 8:30, where he stayed for about 20 minutes. Hmm. So police began searching this wooded area for mm-hmm. any sign of Mia. And on the morning of October 2nd, 2021, eight days after Mia went missing, police found her body. Hmm. She was found wearing jeans, a bra, and a robe. And she had black duct tape around her hands, feet, and mouth. Hmm. By the time she was found, her body was severely decomposed. 
Her purse was found near her body with her ID and the shirt that she had last been seen wearing inside it. There did not appear to be any signs of sexual assault, but again, she was in pretty advanced stages of decomposition. Mm -hmm. And because of that, her death was listed as undetermined. Oh, wow. It actually said in one spot that they were basically skeletonized. Her remains. Really fast, I feel like, because it was only eight days. Right. I mean, it is Florida. And it's hot. And I don't know if there was water involved. I don't know Mm. if something was done to her that we're not Mm. aware of, but it's very sad. Mm -hmm. Authorities, Mia's family, coworkers, and friends all believed that Armando was responsible for Mia's murder. Police have actually stated publicly that they are not searching for any additional suspects. Mm Mm-hmm. So the theory is, is that he used the master maintenance key to gain entry to her apartment while she was working. He waited for her there. And when she entered, he probably tried to make advances towards her, which she fought back. A struggle took place, which resulted in her being brutally murdered. Armando then left and went home, maybe to change clothes, maybe to get supplies. And then he came back and they think that he probably took Mia's body out of her apartment through that window that was missing the safety device, oh, which right. also would have been out of sight of mm. like parking lot cameras and other people. Mm-hmm. He then drove her to the wooded area, which was behind an apartment complex that he had previously lived in and left her body there. And at some point after he took his own life. Wow. It was also discovered that Armando had a history of stalking behavior In March of 2021, so this is six months prior to Mia's murder, Armando smashed in a woman's window with a weight that had a note attached to it. What did the note say? I don't know. Oh. I mean, I don't care what the note said. You smashed my window, buddy. Well, yeah. Yeah. So this was presumably found on a criminal records, like background checked. And what's really sad about it is that the apartment complex should have known that. Mm-hmm. That he had right. this like kind of sketchy past or whatever, especially if they're going to give him access to the master key fobs. Right. You should definitely do background checks on people that are have access to every person's apartment. A hundred percent. Okay. So since Mia's death, her family has been working very hard to get justice for her mm-hmm. without having her murderer alive to actually prosecute. I can't imagine. No, I know. That is just crazy to me. Like, I mean, clearly they it, they feel like it's solved, but they took the easy way out. So to speak. Yeah, I mean, and and also I, I would think it would bring them a little bit of comfort in some way to know that he's not going to hurt other people. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, man, you, you just want to stick it to him, though, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, so in June of 2022, Mia's law was passed. So this requires apartment landlords to conduct criminal and sexual background checks on all employees and also states that tenants are required to have 24-hour notice before any workers or complex employees enter their apartments. Mm -hmm. So painters, Armandos, any of it. Right. It also requires that complex for complexes to establish policies for issuing and returning keys and that a key log must be maintained with access given to only authorized individuals. Okay. So not every maintenance worker should be have access to that, in my opinion. 
Right. So I guess I, what I was assuming was that he – that was like his key fob, not like one that you no. take from the office. So it was just a, a universal one that he would grab if he was supposed mm-hmm. to go do maintenance somewhere. Okay. That's the way that I he, understand that it worked it. back then. Okay. So that's great. Mia's law. Mm-hmm. Mia's family also filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the apartment complex and its management company for failing to keep Mia safe while living in the complex mm-hmm. and for not keeping detailed records of who had access and possession of the master key fobs, mm-hmm. as well as having very limited security cameras because there were no cameras on like the balconies or it was just like kind of parking lot ones spaced here and there. Well, yeah, and also because, like, see, in my head, like I said before, I was thinking it was his key fob, so if that's the key fob that was used, then clearly it meant it was him, but if they just didn't have a record of who was who had it at the time, yeah, then really you just can't like prove who had it. The general maintenance key fob, yeah. so mm-hmm. all janitorial maintenance workers have access, whatever. So also the, com- the complex had issues with their background checks, obviously, mm-hmm. employment verification, and references. Mm-hmm. So this lawsuit was settled out of court in August of 2023 for an undisclosed amount. Okay. In September of 2023, so just after that lawsuit resolved, Mia's family filed a lawsuit against the Orange County Sheriff's Office and two of its deputies for negligence and civil rights violations over their initial handling of Mia's disappearance and of her case. Because they were like, she's just a missing person. Let us know when she shows up. Mm -hmm. Didn't treat it as a crime scene, all that stuff. Also, the lawsuit claims that two of the deputies had enough evidence to either save Mia's life or that would have led to discovering her or her murderer sooner. Wow. So these two deputies were actually reprimanded at the time of Mia's murder for not following policy because when they went off duty – they didn't even tell the replacement officers about Mia's disappearance. No. So essentially no one was looking for her from law enforcement because they just went off duty and were like, oh, we're not even going to share this information. Why would they do that? That doesn't like – it doesn't make any sense. And also they it doesn't take make, it seriously. It doesn't make sense that they're not taking it seriously when – There's clearly stuff out of place in her apartment. This isn't just she decided to walk out and like, oh, she grabbed her purse and left and we don't know. Did she decide to run away or not? Like clearly something happened there. Mm -hmm. Plus she missed a flight. Right. Who does that? No one does that unless something bad happens. Mm -hmm. So that lawsuit, since it was just recently filed, is still pending. Okay. Okay. So Mia's family has also started the Mia Marcano Foundation. Mm-hmm. This organization helps families of missing people to get resources and assistance, as well as helping to protect college students and other vulnerable people. Okay. In her honor, which I love. Mm-hmm. And the website is beautiful. I highly recommend clicking on the link in our show notes to, to look at it because it's very pretty. And it gives you a great picture of who she is, too. Mm. So, obviously, my heart really breaks for this family, not only because they lost such a beautiful person, but also because Armando took away their ability for answers Mm -hmm. and for truly getting justice for Mia. But I think that they are fighters. I don't think that they'll ever let her death be in vain. So she's got an awesome family that still love and support her and will remember everything that she was. So I mentioned in the beginning that our listener, Lizzie, who suggested this case, 
has a personal connection to it. Mm-hmm. Her father is a painter who would regularly do work at many of the apartment complexes that we just talked about. Your eyes are so big. He knew both Mia and Armando, and he was even aware of the inappropriate way that Armando would pursue Mia. He also was a part of the painting crew at the apartment complex where Armando's body was found. That's what I, my eyes were big at. Was he yep. one of the people that found him? Jeez. He was one of the people that found him. Wow. And Lizzie mentioned that actually and said that he was he was really like not messed up, but like he had a hard time after I w- that. I yeah. would imagine you would have a hard time after seeing mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I really appreciate Lizzie sending this case in, not only for trusting us with it because it was close to her, but I was so disturbed to actually realize that when you live in an apartment complex, you are so vulnerable. Oh, heck yeah. Like yeah. there's just master keys floating around that you have no idea about. And those getting in the wrong hands is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Things like this will happen. So if you live in an apartment complex or a place where this is a possibility, I just want to encourage you to take steps to protect yourself and your home from this type of thing. So I am actually going to link a site from Forbes that discusses some things that you can do if you live in an apartment to make your space safer. Oh, wow. Okay. So it suggests things like getting a small security system, purchasing security bars and reinforcers. Sadly, in Mia's case, she had done some of these things and it was still not enough. She was tragically murdered by this very obsessed and disturbed man. But Because somebody still actually has your key anyway. <laughs> you know? I, I think, know. Yeah. It really is terrifying to think about. So I just want to encourage anybody who listens to us, because I know there's got to be a lot of you, that these things can happen, but there are things you can do to protect yourself. So go find them in the show notes and mm-hmm. be safe. Stay safe. Yes, for sure. No kidding. And that is the case of Mia Marcano. Wow. How sad. You know, it's really, this is, you know, it's not funny. It was the word I was going to come, (laughs) came to my head. But I thought about that not long after we, like, we moved in here. Like, I don't ever change the locks. We've moved so many times. Lord. Literally, we've moved so many times. And I've never once changed the locks on any of the new houses that we've moved into. And I think about, like. Well, somebody could have had a key, a friend, yeah. a neighbor, like, and I don't know, like, do people just assume I'm going to change them now? <laughs> now that I'm I saying it. <laughs> people do assume that, yes, that you're, <laughs> you're going to change your life. But even like, so our house, when we moved in, we were the first people to move into this house. So nobody mm-hmm. had lived here before us, but there were builders, Yeah, there were painters. There were HVAC people, electricians, like who knows how many keys were floating around out there. So we definitely changed our locks and have changed them again since then. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to be going. That's what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. I'm yes. Buying all new locks <laughs> for my house. And nobody will be Good. able to get in. <laughs> well, you know what? I hope that other people take heed too because that does mean that Mia's death will never be in vain because it's keeping other people safe and aware. Mm-hmm. That's true. It is yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I did change my back door actually because I put a code on it because nobody carries keys. I don't carry keys. I don't use mm-hmm. my front door. One of my locks on my front door doesn't actually even open with the key that I have. You know, I hope nobody Googles. 
because you are just giving out all of the information here. <laughs> she is definitely going to be reinforcing her house in the next 24 hours. Do not come for her. <laughs> I lock my doors. Well, okay. It's getting worse. <laughs> Most of the time they're locked. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> I when Emery is not home, I go around and like I lock doors that I don't even think about when Emery's here. Oh, I'm I like, know. You know what I've been doing recently too, and I don't know why, is I lock the garage door. So like the door that's in the garage that how you get into the house, yeah. I lock that. Like that's what I did this whole time that Emery was gone this last trip. I yeah. locked it. And my son came in one night. Wherever the heck he was, but he comes in and I went around because I would go, I would even go in the basement, even though I knew nobody's going out the sliding glass door, but just in case somebody did and they forgot to lock it, I was like uh-huh. going around every door right before I went to bed. And I went to that one and he had already done it because he noticed that I was doing it. Oh, I think it. you told me this yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, he paid attention. Aww. <laughs> good kid. Good kid. Yeah. So, anyways, very sorry to hear about Mia. And yeah. Her tragic death. Glad that this man will not go on to hurt anybody else, as you said earlier. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, he was 27, by the way. I don't think I said that. No, you didn't. Yeah, he was 27. Jeez. Yeah. Anyways. Also, make sure people – well, I guess people were aware because you said her Lizzie's dad was aware that he was kind of stalking her and off about it. Well, so now I don't know – didn't she say that? Or maybe Some of her family was aware. I don't know if it was her dad specifically, but yeah, I think she had mentioned like, gosh, there's this guy at this place, you know, the apartment complex that works there that will not leave me alone. And like, obviously somebody knew about the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if it was friend. Yeah. It was so weird. I think in one place it even said, it was like, he sent her like $600 and she was like, um, no. Where is he getting this money from? All works. Well, I know, but I'm just saying like. That you just can randomly send somebody $600. That's a lot. That's not like. Right. You know. I guess to him it wasn't random. He loved her. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's just really weird to me. But yeah. Anyway. It's so weird. It's also weird to break in people's apartments when they don't know and wait around well, for them. Yes. Yes. I agree with that. Yeah. Too. He was a disturbed guy. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And And if that happened. And it was him that went into her apartment and he wasn't fired. That is a problem. Well, but did they not know he was going in until after the fact? Well, no, I'm saying like, remember a couple months before her murder, she Mm -hmm. suspected that he had gone into her apartment without her permission using the master key fob. Oh, yes. But we didn't know how they knew for sure. Like no, she knew. I mean, we know. Who else right. would it be? Somebody right, right, right. went in her apartment with the master key fob when they weren't supposed to, when there was no work or order, no other reason for them to be in there. Right, which is also the reason for keeping tabs on who has the key because then that would exactly. have shown it was he him. Had checked it out or whatever. Yeah, and I'm maybe honestly getting lay of the land, like so he knew where he could hide when she was gone, and he you're probably her. right. Yeah, it should have been nipped in the bud right then. Yeah, it all could have been prevented. All yep, absolutely. Dang. All right. Gosh. Well, thanks for going into that one, and thanks, Lizzie, You're for welcome. sending it to us, mm-hmm. um, trusting us mm-hmm. with it, as always. Yeah, bless your dad's heart, too. Yes, no kidding. Yeah. Well, 
Come check us out on social media. Go and check out the links that Beth had mentioned to mm-hmm. help. I will be, even though I don't mm-hmm. live in an apartment complex, I will be reinforcing my fortress tomorrow. Um, <laughs> and um, also check out um, Mia's, oh gosh, well, it's a it's a foundation, a foundation for mm-hmm. people who need resources. Yep. Yes. Okay. So check that out. So I'm sure that will all be linked in show notes and also reinforced on our social media. And let us know what you think about this. Also, just to let you know, next week, we will be taking a week off because it is Christmas. It is Christmas. be dropping an episode. So we will Mm -hmm. drop one on New Year's Day because sometimes we take both of them off, don't we? Have we done both? Uh, yeah. Oh, in the past, yeah. we've taken two weeks off. But yeah, yeah no, that. we won't do that this year. We're not going to do it this year, but next week, Christmas Day, we won't be. So enjoy your Christmas with your family. We hope yep. it's magical or whatever holiday you are currently mm-hmm. celebrating at this time. And unfortunately, you should also always remember that the world is scary. People suck. Hide in your closet.